and welcome to Octet, a podcast about sound in video games. I'm Noel. I am Nathan. Today we're talking about Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. I know I can't. The voices, the voices, it's gotta be so good. Subtlety like, uh, is not a thing in the Resident Evil franchise. So you gotta go yeah. way over I'm the gonna top. like throw in like the actual like resident evil voice line from the title when you like press start in between our oh, attempts at nice. resident evil yeah, yeah just for comparison no one will be able to know no one will be able to tell <laughs> which one is which <laughs> it'll be indiscernible uh but i think you are our res- resident resident evil expert oh no i'm sorry uh oh, no I feel like Resident Evil, most people probably know what Resident Evil is, but give us, give us a context, some context yeah. on like where, I don't know, what's going on in the franchise right now. Sure. Um, so Resident Evil itself is like a, a very, I'd say a pretty large media franchise. It's definitely the most, I think the biggest like horror game franchise by a pretty wide margin, like in like unit sales and all that stuff. Mm, yeah. Um, but um yeah it's a the games at least are a series of like survival horror and like action games essentially um there's been eight mainline entries and a bunch of spinoffs and um they've been capcom who publishes them has been remaking a lot of the classic ones and those have all been selling well as well so it's like a big franchise uh but we are talking today about the first Resident Evil game, and more specifically, the remake of the first Resident Evil game. So, Resident Evil 1996. Yeah, one. Resident Evil is a survival horror video game released by Capcom in 1996 for the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And then it was remade in 2002 for the GameCube. And um, in both versions of it, you play as... um, either Jill Valentine or in the, I think the remake you can play as Chris Redfield. Um, and the goal is basically to explore and eventually like escape this zombie and other horrors filled mansion in the woods um, that you get stuck in or trapped in um, when your team, cause you're a member of this like cop like task force basically. Yeah. What are they called? Uh, it's some like it's stars. Like, it's like SWAT, but not yeah. stars, <laughs> stars, members, Jill Valentine. What does stars, stars stand for? Nathan? That's a good question. <laughs> Hold on. What do you, okay. Take a, what do you think stars stands for? Oh, <laughs> special. Yes. Task. Uh, <laughs> I have right, no but idea. you got you get the special right? special tactics and rescue service. <laughs> All right. um, tactics so and special rescue. tactics and rescue service members mm-hmm. Jill Valentine and then Chris Redfield in the 2002 one. Um, you're like investigating this mansion um, because you're searching for like your like one another of Star's team that like went missing in the woods because there was like all these murders or disappearances happening. Mm. Um, and you go there and you're, you're attacked and then you get trapped in this mansion and. Um, it's a now, I guess, classic survival horror game experience where you're um, it like popularized a lot of just survival horror things. I don't think it was the first to do it. Like it took a lot of things from like Alone in the Dark and I think some other games had come out even before it. Yeah. But it like definitely popularized them to a degree that I don't think um, like survival horror games had done before. So things like 
like inventory management and like limited ammo and limited resources to like heal yourself and lots of like puzzles and backtracking and kind of just you know exploring and all this other stuff um is there limited saves in resident in resident yes yeah. in the classic resident evils there are limited saves and in the remake there are as well yes gotcha, gotcha. um they moved away from that eventually um and the, yeah the, as the games came out they became less horror and a little more actiony um over time and uh they kind of like reset the whole thing again with like seven and changed perspectives and also their stuff but basically like the camera perspective is like first person and and seven uh, and then it yeah. was third person and four and it's kind of like weird like cinematic cameras in like one through three it's series has done a lot of of different things but the remake or the first one resident evil one remake is you know widely credited as like one of the one of the best video games of all time and was pretty influential and sold a lot and popularized a lot of you know just horror game things that you would see other games do and then obviously the other games in the resident evil series would kind of take and play with over time yeah um did did the did the remake change much like core gameplay wise or is like the camera the controls kind of you know how like the level of skill required to overcome puzzles and enemies and stuff is that stuff all largely unchanged it's just like style updates yeah so the remake of Resident Evil One um, was pretty true to the original. Like it, it is a remake. They read like it's like a whole new game. It's not just like upscaled like textures or anything. Mm-hmm. They uh, it is like a whole new game. But they were pretty faithful to the just like experience of it all. The way it controls, the way the camera angles work. So I guess for anyone who hasn't played it, um, Resident Evil is notable for tank controls, yes. where you. Um, the, the camera in this game is third person, but it doesn't follow you as you're moving around. Yeah, it's like a static it's, camera. Yeah, like location-based, like hotspots, static camera angles that update as you walk through these areas and levels. You'll, you know, for, you'll be in like a hallway or something, and maybe the camera angle will be like you in front of the door. And so you're, you're like walking towards the camera and as you're going down the hallway, it'll like switch. And now it's kind of like a side view of you like going across this hallway and then you finish that and then it'll be kind of from overhead or something. And so you can see other parts or like where you've been, but the camera itself is kind of just moving and adjusting as you are kind of walking around and doing all these other things. And so as a result of that, um, versions of the game that have come out since because they've also re-released the remake on like other platforms and stuff mm-hmm. over time originally gamecube you can get it on like anything now um but the way it controlled because the camera was dynamic was that you would like move your character kind of like a tank in an old game where like you couldn't just like move your thumbs to one direction your character would move that direction relative to the camera it would be like pressing left would like rotate your character left and pressing right would rotate them right and like up would like go forward so it's like you're like yeah, moving them yeah. like an old style. Well, like. Which which makes sense because like there is a problem in these games where you're switching between camera angles. If you have if you just map like left to your character walking left, well if you switch camera angles and all of a sudden like you're behind the character or now like in front of the character, left is right, right. So it's like it's weird if you do that. And I've played games in the past where like they'll then wait for the joystick to go back to center and then like then they'll reorient it and that always feels jarring. So it is a, it is a tricky problem. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the the update, like the version update that lets you um, 
control it by like by using the direction you're just pressing the stick in to move that way the, the way to get around that is you'll just like if you keep holding the direction even if the camera changes you'll keep going that way right right it's kind of weird sometimes because you still kind of have to like like it's a little funky to to change after you've been moving but mm-hmm. um it's definitely a little easier i think for people who are used to how games control the data jump yeah, into yeah. Um, but it is a weird sensation like you're holding left and then this camera changes you're not moving left anymore so then but you keep going so you have to release the joystick back to center then you push that again you push the exact same direction and you start walking a different way it's kind of just like well oh, yeah weird yeah um yeah so i have a question i haven't played either original or remake to the extent to know this but is is sound like always from the perspective of the camera then like our stereo effects and like the amounts of reverbs and distance and stuff does that always seem calculated like from the camera's point of view yeah from if i remember correctly it's based on where the camera is so like you'll hear like enemy enemy sounds in like a room or whatever you know uh will kind of yeah be stereo placed based on kind of like where they are and like the scene as you're seeing it as opposed to like where your character is in, in it yeah that makes sense is there does that like re, i don't know reduce the horror factor or subtract from the immersion at all because i feel like now anymore horror games are like synonymous with first person for the most part because I, I mean i don't know i think it makes sense it's like much creepier when you're in this like first person it feels more visceral and like you're more connected because you're like in the thing so they can make good use of stereo and like ambient sounds to try to figure out where stuff's coming from do you think that that yeah like inhibits this at all it's a good transition just i think into how this game's sound design works in its favor um because resident evil i think this game does a really cool really good job with its sound design and how it links that into like the gameplay of it all mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um so just to give you like a kind of sonic like profile of what this game typically is what's going on sound wise because i think that's that i'll answer your question via yeah exactly (laughs) getting there through all this yeah um so typically in this game you're running around this very creepy old mansion um there's there's definitely music cues and some sometimes like some kind of ambient like sort of kind of creepy terror you know slightly unsettling music playing but generally it's pretty quiet and it's just like sounds of this old house so it's Mm -hmm. very atmospheric every time you like are transitioning between rooms or areas there's this long animation where you'll see like a door and then it opens up with like a different sound effect like every door i think has a different like animation and maybe different sound effect and it closes it's all very kind of like deliberate um and slow and generally pretty quiet like Mm -hmm. there's not very much going on except for you know, maybe you'll be in a room with like a clock. So you hear the clock like ticking uh, or you'll be yeah, yeah. like outside. And there'll be like a light and you hear like flies like buzzing around something or like wolves and like the distance or whatever. But it's generally pretty quiet. So you're just hearing like your footsteps as you're running around this creepy old mansion. So it's doing a good job of like, you know, immersing you, I would say. And it's very cinematic because of the camera angles, right? Mm -hmm. So you have the sound of yourself, right? As you're moving around here, that's the most like active thing. Um, But the other thing you will hear most often, right? Are like enemy sounds. Yes. The Um, zombie groans. 
Tip, yeah, zombie groans. We'll hear quite a few of those uh, throughout the game. And then eventually other things as well, because it's Resident Evil. It's never always just zombies. There's always going to be... It's going to get ridiculous by the end. Um, yeah. We'll talk about story in a bit. But um, so to go back to your question, um, you know, does kind of the way it handles that kind of add or detract from the horror? I think it actually adds quite a bit, in my opinion, because the way that these camera placements are framed often uh, as you're entering these rooms through the way that you at least originally will kind of as you're exploring the mansion, because eventually you'll know like shortcuts and stuff. But mm, yeah. the initial kind of framing, the way they want you to go um, will often place enemies off camera. Oh, sure. Even if they're in the room with you. <laughs> and so you'll enter into a room and you'll hear like a zombie sound in there, but you can't see them because the camera isn't facing you. So you have to like move forward knowing that there is something there. Mm. And you might not, you know, know necessarily until you are until like, you know, camera changes and suddenly it's like right there. Right. Yeah, clever. Um, yeah. Which is a very, you know, it's, it's creepy. It's like I mentioned the hallway thing before you'll enter a hallway. Maybe like your character is like facing the camera. So you literally have no idea what's in the hallway until you start moving forward. But you might hear like a zombie sound gotcha. in there. And so you're like, oh, what horrible thing is over there? Um, or you'll just hear like the footsteps of enemies, <laughs> like mm-hmm. slowly getting closer to you and you can't see them. Um, yeah. There's also a few good genuine moments where there are like silent enemies or enemies that like spawn in once you like do something. There's a very famous uh, hallway where these like dogs jump through the the windows of this uh, room cool. that you're in and they're like very fast, uh, like faster than most other enemies you've encountered until this point. And so that's like a classic like scare jump scare um, oh gotcha this game has that was my next question so, yeah is like how how effective are the jump scares not in first person yeah i mean it's i, I say all of this is like a, the like the, the sound design i think does add to it i wouldn't say that resident evil the the original or the remake are like by today's standards particularly like scary yeah they're definitely more creepy and there's like a few like genuine like maybe jump scare moments where like an enemy will jump out of a window and that's a little a little surprising but generally it's a lot more it's it's more just the vibes the creepy vibes right you're in this mansion there's creepy sounds you hear things but and you're facing those things and confronting them um so naturally the the horror aspect does kind of dissipate as you get better at navigating kind of the you know the gameplay and everything once you kind of know how to get around some of the zombies you know you you maybe become a little less a little less scary but then they introduce other things and um yeah overall though i think like the sound design does a lot to kind of add to add to it all yeah is there kind of as as you explore and branch out does are there like areas that are like safe areas areas that you know will be less scary i'm trying to remember if there's like safe rooms or anything yes there are another resident evil and i think other survival horror games have done yeah, this yeah too, like the, yes, the latest so. amnesia that i feel like we talked about this oh, at yeah. length. yeah anyway yeah the, the 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 trope of like a safe room that you enter and like music starts playing to like denote that you are um, kind of like safe for now is a very Resident Evil thing, and I think that other survival horror games have taken it, like you know Amnesia, um, 
the bunker as a good example of that. And that's also been something that, you know, eventually they start playing with where it's like a fake out or something, right? <laughs> and one that you think is safe, then it's not. Um, but yes, so there are various locations that you'll find throughout the mansion um, that are, yeah, that are safe rooms that have like an item box where you can like manage your inventory, um, a typewriter where you can like save everything. And there's usually um, some, some music playing. So in Resident Evil and this one, um, there's just like one safe room theme. I think most of them only have one mm. safe room theme, but it's it's a classic. It's a very relaxing. If you if you Google it, you'll find like you know multiple hour long Resident Evil safe room relax mixes with like rain playing. Low five vibes to Resident <laughs> Evil safe room too. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. It's it's effective though because like, like music in this game, uh, which we can talk about a little bit, is it's it's generally pretty. Sp- Mm-hmm. Um, it'll ratchet up for like tense moments. Like those jump scares will usually have a music cue with them when something kind of tense happens there. There are certain just rooms you'll enter where music will start playing, which usually you begin to realize in notes there's probably something kind of nasty in there, okay. <laughs> which is another way I think it kind of sets up like the the kind of terror aspect well. Yeah. Um, is there anything like in more like actiony sequences where there there is yeah. a lot going on? It kind of swells at you. Yeah, so there's like some boss fights where it's definitely more like in your face, um, in your face, like music happening and a little less just kind of like creepy strings playing in the background or something, right? Yeah. Um, but the safe room is definitely the most, I think, iconic piece probably from this game or the one that you'd um, potentially recognize. It's not a very long uh, loop, but it's just very like calming and relaxing. And it's one of those few times where like, you enter in a room, if you haven't, you know, played the game or don't know like where they are it's you know the the general kind of gameplay loop is you kind of set out into like an area to explore it and ideally you have limited saves so you don't want to save unless you like make decent progress Mm. um so you're kind of venturing into these areas and trying to unlock things and find your way around with like limited resources so every time you reach a safe room uh it's very like you kind of hear that music cue pop up it's a very like comic oh thank god like i'm (laughs) i made it i can chill i kind of have like a you know the calm music comes on instead of like the oh no this is a bad room right, music coming right. on and it kind of like relieves the it's the peaks and valleys right and like a horror game where you want to have those moments of respite uh that i think work in its favor same thing with like the bunker right that we talked about you don't want it to be always scary all the time you kind of want you want a little opportunity to to relax so um yeah is is it all pretty like classically orchestrated like, is it pianos and strings and stuff? The score in general is a mix of what I'd call, like, precursor to sort of, like, the apprehension engine style stuff that we heard with, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. it's not quite, like, that level of discordant, like, metallic-y sounds. A little more, like, ambient, creepy, just kind of deep tones and, like, things kind of, like, sitting there, mm-hmm. rising. The Rumbles. boss fights are a little more, like, orchestrated, I think. Yeah, um, sure. It's kind of... Um, <laughs> I don't want to say cheesy because I don't it's kind of cheesy it's like uh, well I'm just going to play the clip yeah, and then I want you, you can try describing how you would how you would categorize the, yeah, sure. <laughs> the action-y <laughs> times in Resident Evil 1 um, how it fares okay so this is an iconic boss fight in Resident Evil 1 um, against against a snake because <laughs> you fight a snake at some point in this game <laughs> Right. 
I got you. It sounds kind of like a video game from 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I wasn't expecting it to be so percussive. It's very yeah, percussive. I'd say the most percussive it tends to get are in those like boss fight moments. Um, and con- contrast that with like the safe room. I have a theory that like this also said the blueprint for like other like just like safe like save rooms and things like like in other games or like bonfires and dark souls like firelink shrine and all that stuff I feel like are kind of lightly influenced by the resident evil of it all yeah like, like, oh was, this is finally like the safe place right yeah I was gonna ask the same thing it kind of almost gives you that like save point in a souls like thing it doesn't it does this doesn't have that though right like enemies don't respawn behind you do they um, no, no, it doesn't do the Metroidvania thing. Um, yeah. it does do another effective, um, thing with, uh, <laughs> the zombies as you take them out. Eventually, um, they will come back. So you, you take them out. Um, but if you don't burn their corpses, they come back as like a faster, more dangerous zombie eventually, oh, no. cool. but you don't realize if it's yeah. your first time playing, you won't realize that until later. And then you walk into a room that you thought was safe. And all of a sudden you hear this, like, thing running at you and it's like oh god what is that um yeah yeah. um there's a few moments like there's also like other enemies will introduce that move faster so you'll like notice like the different like cadence of like enemies like movement when you enter a room or Mm -hmm. something maybe before you see them yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. um yeah there's a lot of cool like little just moments like that that i think i work in this game but anyway sound wise yeah there's a good range um let me play like a uh, just like exploring songs as well real quick here for sure ah yeah 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 this is the main hall theme good human voices it still sounds like a game from 2002 right but like aged a little better though yeah then then, then, then the fight (laughs) the fight Yeah. yeah, I I think I, I do like the score of these games quite a bit. I think it works um, works in their favor, and you know the the kind of campiness of like the boss fight music mm-hmm. um, also does sort of fit with sort of just the B movie camp that these games tend to have in their stories and in the voice acting. We have to talk about the voice acting, I think, yeah. <laughs> at some point because it's it's incredible. Um, but you know the. I, I would call these movies story just entertaining. Yeah. Um, yes. They're they're definitely like campy B movie stories, and I think they, they they at least these early ones I felt like were trying to take themselves very seriously, which only adds to that. I yeah. think they kind of <laughs> leaned into like just the camp of it all eventually, um, especially with like the remakes and stuff of them. They've done a better job right, of kind right. of like balancing like what this is, mm-hmm. but these original games are just very earnest in the way that like the best kind of campy things are. Um, and you know the kind of cheesy music at some point i think adds to that yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. I, do you have do you have a good sample of the some of the voice acting in the original yeah yeah so the original resident evil is notorious for some of the most hilariously bad voice acting ever um not the remake but the 1996 version what is it what is this 
What is it? Blood. Hope this is not Chris's blood. What is it? What is it? They say what, what is, is it so many yeah, times. Like <laughs> Here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. You, the master of unlocking. The master of unlocking. <laughs> also, Jill Sandwich is an iconic, iconic yes, Resident yes, yes. Evil voice line. That was too close. You were almost a Jill Sandwich. Um, it's, I think my favorite, yeah. my favorite is this guy dying. This house is dangerous. There are terrible demons. Ouch! You're wounded. What kind of demon attacked you? It was a huge snake, and also poisonous. <laughs> it was a huge snake, and also poisonous. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> it's the, the remake. Um, the remake doesn't have as fun of voice clips to do because it's not. It's not quite as bad. So, like Resident Evil 1996, as you just heard, yes. is like just so bad. It's like the room level of. Like how? Like how did this happen? Make it, kind yeah, of yeah. like takes that just sounds so unhuman and unnatural that like it just doesn't compute in our brains, which kind of like elevates it to this like just entertaining like level. Mm-hmm. Um the remake it's not really good voice acting. The writing is still pretty yeah, I was gonna say, did they change the writing at all or are the voice lines the same? The the it's it's all it's it's all different. Oh, okay. Um, okay, it's it's all different, but they um, it, it's not quite as just like flabbergastingly like what is this like what, what is it? Um, right, what is it's it? It's not quite as it's not quite as campy, but I don't feel like there are very many video game series that like have that level of like camp that works in its favor like i feel there's not that many like good b movie style i mean b movie like lends itself to like horror games in particular quite well yeah but like most of the time voice acting right if it's bad voice acting in a game it's just bad right like i don't i don't tend to like that Mm -hmm. it's just like oh this is taking me out of it resident evil for some reason original and the remake even though it's not quite as like camp level I think it weirdly works in its favor. Like it kind of just adds to it. And I find that very interesting that like uh, there's not very many other series I can like point to where or games I can point to where that's the case. It'd be cool to have a time machine and be able to go back to like launch and see what the perception was like then, like at the time, how people felt about it. Because, yeah, it's uh, it is rough. Like that is that is rough. Yeah, it's just like bafflingly so. How did this happen? Is a good is a good synopsis. I think it's just like how was how did how was that the best take? Right, like how was that the one that they chose to use? It almost feels like whoever you know was in charge of doing like it was a very phoned in job. Just like it doesn't even matter. Like we we already got our paycheck. We're just we gotta say all these words and then we get our you know get the thing done. But. Yeah, and there's the localization aspect of it as well, yeah. where, you know, it's a Japanese game and, you know, this is a translated script, right, at some point uh, that, you know, really? uh, might have happened. And, yeah, who who, who knows? Um, but, right, yeah, the, the story is, it's camp and it's 
ridiculous and like i said you 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 fight a giant venomous snake so like it's funny that it starts off like the tone and everything and the sound sort of even tracks with this like it starts off kind of taking it very it feels very serious in a way i mean the voice acting is still hilarious but like the you know the horror of it all and most resident evil games starts off very prominent mm-hmm. um and really you know you're exploring this mansion it's very creepy and you know we played that clip like the dining hall is like it's got this creepy undertone you'll hear zombie barks or whatever but as the game goes on you basically become like very powerful you get like really good guns you kind of learn the way to navigate it and you know they kind of turn into more action kind of action b movies by the end right and so it all all kind of ties together and i think that like the music tends to sort of follow that as well like you'll kind of becomes a little less just pure kind of like creepy tension horror a little more just kind of like you know actiony music yeah. and boss fights and all this other stuff so um cool yeah no i'm glad i'm glad people are into it what also what also stuck out for me there when we were playing the voice clips from the old ones in in, in both the the voice sound and like the environmental sounds is how much reverb there is on everything even on the shots where like they're in a little hallway it's still just like echoing for days I feel like that's a thing on these like mid late '90s games, like PlayStation era. They really like to turn up if they if they had effects, those sounds they used them. <laughs> it's like we are gonna do everything we can. Yeah, I feel like that is one of those cases of when like new generation of game with like better technical capabilities being able to lean in and like oh we can make sound dynamic and echo or not echo based on like where you're standing now and that's like pretty cool so we need to like really make it (laughs) really do it um that's another cool thing though too and the remake does a good job of this because it you know even had a little more power but like it does a good job of you know um dynamic sounds where like your footsteps will be very different depending on what surface you're on um you know the uh just general ambience of whatever room you're in like like thunder effects as you're like wandering through the house you know you'll like be walking and you'll see the light flash and like the thunder like hit like a little bit later like they do they do some cooler things and um yeah it all just adds to the to the vibe of it all and i think these games um the remake in particular uh because of it's just it's so much higher fidelity than you know the original um and they never remade they remade the other games after the first one but none of them kept the sort of cinematic camera angles like the remake of mm. two switched to just a third person game and i love that game the remake is fantastic but this is the sort of the only modern implementation sort of of like the tank control cinematic camera very kind of you know immerse you in this mansion vibe gotcha. um Resident Evil that you can really play today and um I think it's it's a really cool game definitely not very long either so it's definitely worth like a a fun little Halloween Halloween playthrough if you've never done it before um it's fun it's a good time cool cool speaking of Halloween stuff is your minor update is your minor update Halloween related Nathan it's actually not, uh, no. I, <laughs> That's okay. You set me up there and it's not. Um, so, uh, but I, I can do my minor update quick. Yeah. Maybe you have a more fun Halloween. No, no, I just, on, yeah, so. yeah, I'll end on it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So my minor update is a game that I have heard literally nothing about 
um, from like any news sources like blogs, Reddit, anything. Um, this game is called Station to Station. Mm, I saw this on Steam. Is, I saw it. Yeah, that's where I saw yeah, it too. So yeah. I, I was just on, I was browsing Steam like sales or whatever, and I saw this game had launched. I'm like, this looks kind of cute. Um, and it is. I, it was like, it was not very much. And I was like, well, I like trains and this game looks very cozy and the um tr- the score in the trailer was like very nice and I'm like I'll, I'll check this out whatever i've got nothing else to do um and so i bought it and i've been playing it and it's a delightful little game um the general gist of it is that you um start on this kind of like barren plot of like land it's a little discrete levels that take maybe like 10 or 15 minutes at least at the start to play mm-hmm. through it's pretty pretty chill i think it gets more puzzly later gotcha. but um you're kind of on this like voxely square um not square just voxely patch of like land with like terrain on it um and you've got like a top-down view like a roller coaster tycoon or like a city builder or whatever mm-hmm. and um it's all kind of like barren when you start and the general gameplay loop is you're building these like stations station to station and connecting various like resource nodes to each other because like certain like you'll see like a mine that produces like x you need to take to like a refinery that then will process into like tools and the tools need to go to like the city so you're kind of building out these like supply chains across these different like spots on this on this map and there's usually not that many of them um but the cool thing and the reason it's my minor update is that the music dynamically updates as you are kind of building this like land back to life so as you're connecting these like resource nodes um the music which starts off very kind of sparse and just like minimal will kind of start to like incorporate more and more instruments and all kind of like builds and swells until you finally like finish the whole thing and the whole land is kind of like transformed and is now like thriving and now like the music is oh, like, cool. very vibrant so is it like a specific instrument per like resource type that you're adding or how 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 slow is this like like building of the of the song kind of happens in waves so like gotcha. i said i'll start off and actually let me just queue up like the first level yeah let's here. hear it there's like no, no no real music happening yet right you're just kind of on this kind of desolate land right here like some sound effects right and then let's skip ahead a little bit i'll connect these two station lines Got some, yeah, get some music playing. Sound starts. Uh, yeah, it, it just sounds great. Too. Like, yeah, the sound the effects sound as you're building stuff, things yeah. and like the kind of the resources as they're adding up and the money. It's all. It's very just pleasant. Um, let me skip further ahead. Yeah, you can see they're adding a little bit more. And by the end, it's like pretty, you know, pretty full. Pretty full. But yeah, a cool game. Um, yeah, I found it out of nowhere, but I remember thinking, well, this is a really, um, a really fun just use of of music, just to sort of. It's very inspiring. I don't know. You're playing it and laying things down, and it's all swelling, and it's just, it's a good vibe. It's a good vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like those top down da- those top down games where you're like plopping stuff down and it's like feels good and chunky and responsive, like really brings you into it, gives it some weight. It's good. Oh yeah. Um, it's your minor update, Noel. Yeah, let's see. Okay, so 
Um, the Fall of the House of Usher recently was released on Netflix. It's the latest in the um, Mike Flanagan and Newton Brothers kind of. They they seem to be doing one like every October. It's kind of a horror-adjacent thing. It does some interesting things sound-wise, but it hasn't been that remarkable. But it did jog my memory. And I think of the work that uh, Mike Flanagan's done with the Newton Brothers, and I think it was kind of overlooked by a lot of people, was um, the score for Midnight Mass, which was the one they did two years ago. Is I think if you haven't, I guess if you've watched them and haven't listened to it, or even if you're totally out of it, it's still very good, uh, very good church horror, spooky vibes. Uh, so there's some really good songs on there, but just like here, listen to this one. I loved this show. And yeah, this I think of them they've done this one has been my favorite. these are like originals and some of them are actually hymns that they like re-recorded in this kind of Gregorian style and made all uncomfortable and creepy and they're so good <laughs> yeah. yeah and then I messed some really cool things with its score I mean mm-hmm. especially because it was so very like the religion yeah, of it all was such a central theme of it mm-hmm. um there are d- definitely a lot of good music cues in that show where I was like oh this is yeah very it did a very good yeah it's job. like subtle and yeah uncomfortable it's very it's very well done um yeah yeah so check it out. Yeah. I guess I'd recommend it. Yeah, yeah, check out Fall of House of Usher. If you haven't seen Midnight Mass, definitely check it out. And specifically, its score is uh, is real good. Good good Halloween watches. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Definitely. Cool. Is that a wrap? Anything anything we didn't we didn't cover on um Resident Evil or anything you wanted uh, to cover? I don't on? think so. Um you know, maybe maybe we'll cover other entries in the series. There's a lot of them. Uh and they are all pretty popular, but um, I think Resident Evil One is a good place to start. So yeah, go go play it. It's a cool game. Yeah, Resident Evil. How about other? <laughs> you have any other good like um, horror like horror games that you'd recommend? Mm, just like from a Halloween. sound perspective. From a sound perspective. Yeah. Ooh, um, that's a good question. I'm trying to think of my favorite horror games, and especially ones that do sound well. Um, I'd honestly say that the Dead Space, Dead Space 1, and it also had a remake that came out, I think, earlier this year, actually, towards the beginning of the year. Um, And that game is terrifying. Uh, It takes a lot of stuff, actually, from some of the later Resident Evil games and just how it was designed and constructed. But sound design in that game is creepy as hell um, and one of the scariest games, both the original and the remake um, that I've ever played. So I throw that up there. Um, how about you? Any that you can think mm-hmm. of off the top of I mean, your head? Like the amnesia entries, like mm-hmm. start with the newest one, work your way backwards or something. They're all yeah. The bunker had great sound design. Bunker's great. The, Go back and listen to our bunker episode. Yeah, if you haven't yep. listened to that. The Egypt one, like we we talked we talked about several of them there. Even like the old mm-hmm. ones are still like sound is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that series. So there. Oh yeah, and the score. Yeah, the score of all of Frictional's games is pretty incredible. So yeah. yeah. Good, good job of like, oh, he's just terrifying me every time I'm playing them. So, yeah, yeah. There's, I'm sure there's yeah. some I'm forgetting. Um, Hunt we talked about. It's kind of horror adjacent, very sound centric. 
a little bit. Um, oh, Signalis is um, one I would recommend that I did. It, it took a lot from my Resident oh, Evil yeah, and also yeah. Silent Hill, mm-hmm. but it's just sound design is incredible. Um, I we might do an episode on it maybe for another Halloween time or something. But uh, yeah, it's that's one of the best horror games I've played in recent memory, and it yeah the the sound and all that was was incredible in it too. So yeah, this is kind of a cop out because it's like basically an amnesia game, but Soma is also super good. It's maybe a little less traditional. It's not as fun of a Halloween horror. It's more like you know sci-fi existential horror stuff but uh some yeah. was also real good um i don't know i'm sure i'll be thinking of a bunch more night like oh yeah and this horror game and this horror game. well but, if you think of any more yeah. where can people yeah. <laughs> find us where you might like post about these um yeah yeah the discord's the best place it's uh discord.octetpod.com we're also octetpod on all social media and uh octetpod.com is the website yeah, the Discord's the place to hang out. I'll have a link to the Discord in the show notes as well, so you can just find it super easy. Cool. It's a wrap. I think that's a wrap on Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, time to go continue our horror game seasonal oh, yeah. enjoyment. <laughs> Thanks for listening. horror game's too little time. I know, I know, right? You gotta get them in before <laughs> before November. <laughs> then you cannot play them. <laughs> well, you can't play horror games anymore. At least until summer, like next summer, and you gotta wait. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, all right. With that, then I'll let you get to it. Until next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Take it easy.